Welcome to the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Kate Moore Youssef, your host, and if you've arrived here, there must be a reason. I'm guessing you're curious to learn more about improving your wellbeing alongside ADHD, or maybe looking for some advice or guidance to feel healthier and calmer. So, why start this podcast? I'm a wellbeing and lifestyle coach, EFT practitioner, mum to four kids, and I discovered my own ADHD alongside one of my daughters at the age of 40. And now, after supporting many other women just like me and probably you, I feel there's a need for more emphasis on well-being and lifestyle help for women with ADHD. And through the podcast, I want to offer you new insights and perspectives to enable you to live your most fulfilled, calm and balanced life. So wherever you are on your ADHD journey, my aim is to support you in finding the awareness and the most aligned tools to enhance your well-being so you can make the most intentional mindset and lifestyle choices moving forwards. Ready to get started? Here's the episode. Hi everyone, just me again giving you an update on the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Membership. So typical ADHD style, things have changed and I am very much one about trying to keep things as streamlined and as effortless as possible, especially for our ADHD brains. And the biggest thing for me and my business is reducing the overwhelm and burnout for myself and ensuring that my clients get the best possible version of me. So I can be a huge amount of help and give you the content that's the most valuable. So I have slightly tweaked the membership and I know the last episode I said there's going to be different tiers. And actually I've sort of felt into this from an alignment perspective of just knowing what I can offer and what is going to be the best value. And I'm not going to do different tiers. I'm going to do one tier basically giving you what I believe is going to be the most valuable, most helpful if you aren't coming on board as a one-to-one client. So this is going to be for anyone who is either waiting assessment, waiting a diagnosis, and you want the support right now. I know so many of you are waiting and there's a huge you know, amount of time on the waiting list and you really want to learn more about how you can help yourselves and how you can empower yourselves with this new knowledge of ADHD perhaps you're not sure where to start. I'd love to be able to sort of help you on this new chapter of understanding yourself and your brain better so you can develop uh, new tools and techniques to support and help yourself thrive with ADHD. So this membership, which is going to be launching very soon on the 23rd of June, is going to have access to all my previous workshops. So they were all around the 33, 40 pound mark. You're going to have access to all of those. And every single month you will have access to a new live workshop. So this can either be a QA, and a this will be a either a coaching teaching workshop, it might be combined with EFT, I might be bringing in guest experts, I'm going to keep it fresh, I'm going to keep it different each month, so you're really going to be benefiting from as much ADHD knowledge and awareness as possible, but also lots of practical tools and ways for you to help yourself feel calmer and more balanced, more empowered, and you're going to be able to ask lots of questions during these sessions. So I wanted to let you know that things are tweaking. I'm still going to be building the community aspect that might be a little bit further down the line. But the most important thing for me is that I build a membership model that is not overwhelming for you guys and is very easily manageable for me. So 
thank you for being patient. Thank you for bearing with me. I'm really excited for this next step in the journey because for me, I want to be able to support as many of you as possible while giving you the most value, the best content that you can find and also prevent me from burning out and having the balance that I desperately need for my sort of family and for my work and for my mental health. So make sure you head to my website, coachingbykate.me.uk, all the show notes, and you will see all the information of how to sign up. And I promise you, I am getting this right for you so we can build an authentic community where we can all support each other. Welcome back to the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Podcast. I am Kate Moore Youssef, the host. And today I have Katie Phillips. Now, Katie is the founder of the School of Self-Love. Wow, that sounds exciting. And she is a women's empowerment master coach, a love and dating mentor, and the author of The Self-Love Affair, A Woman's Guide to a Daring and Mighty Life. She is the creator of Meet Your Soulmate Experience, which is transforming midlife women's lives and allowing them to receive love with ease. And Katie's passion is inspiring midlifers that they can create a life they love and call in the love of their life without burnout or guilt. So I think there's going to be a lot of women listening to this episode today who are going to be very excited to hear from you, Katie. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Kate. (laughs) It's great to be here. Oh, well, you know, Katie, what you're doing here is an amazing service because the amount of women who are in their midlife, who are single, they've got kids, they've got history, they've got diagnoses, they've got illnesses. It's not easy to find love in midlife, is it? And as we get older, we collect more baggage, internal and external. And I know that (laughs) word baggage is horrible, but it's not just the kids, the responsibilities it's all the internal stuff that we've carried is that what you see a lot with the women that you work with Uh, yes I mean the this is why I'm so passionate about supporting women in midlife because it's a completely different ball game dating at this time as to when you're in your 20s and even 30s you know it's uh in your 20s and 30s, it kind of feels like the most natural, easy thing in the world. And especially for, you know, 20, 30-year-olds now, the whole, even the dating app game is, is like, it's just normal. It's kind of part of their culture. It's, but the women I'm working with in their sort of late 40s, 50s, 60s, the idea of going on a dating app is like, what's that brain exploding emoji? You know, it's just it's intense and they don't know where to begin and they're at a completely different life stage and they're dealing with elderly parents, uh, teenagers or children moving out of home or have well and truly flown the nest. Careers are at their peak often at this point. Uh, They're juggling a lot, not to mention they've got all the hormonal shifts and changes of perimenopause and menopause and then postmenopause. It's a lot. And so supporting those women has become really important to me. And and not least, I am a midlife woman and I was midlife when I met my husband. So yeah, I, I really relate to them and I love helping them overcome the mental and emotional barriers that stand in the way of them having the experience of loving and being loved because that's their deepest desire. Yeah, exactly. It's love, it's acceptance. And I think a lot of listeners who listen to this podcast are late diagnosed in life. You know, they're, they're finding out that the reason for the chaos and the challenges and the negative self-talk and 
all the conditionings and the beliefs that they've carried around all these years is down to undiagnosed ADHD. So there's a lot of women in their 40s and 50s and 60s receiving diagnoses. And it's almost like a new chapter in their life, this new awareness, this new opportunity to reflect and understand where things went wrong. What was the ADHD? What wasn't? Very often, ADHD and divorce sadly go hand in hand. It is hard, especially with undiagnosed ADHD, a partner who doesn't know that their partner's got ADHD can think, well, what's wrong with them? Other people can deal with all these ups and downs in life and you can't. There's anger, there's uh, explosions, you know, emotional explosions. There's a lot of anxiety and mental health challenges. And so it's a lot to process in a marriage if you don't even know what's wrong and you think these are personality flaws. So when women are getting these diagnoses, they're suddenly understanding themselves a lot more. And then there's a process of grief, of really recognising what could have been easier, what could have been better had they known. But then they go through a process of offering themselves compassion and acceptance and forgiveness for the things that they didn't know, the awareness that they didn't have, and recognising, okay, this is my opportunity to start a new chapter, a chapter with new awareness and that love and compassion for themselves. And it's not easy and it is a long process. but it's good to know that there's other women going out, you know, out there doing these things and gaining the support. So what kind of support do you offer these women who aren't wanting to go on the dating apps and who do want more in-depth coaching from you? Well, that's exactly what I do. I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> uh, I am utterly, I'm really quite uninterested in dating gimmicks and how to do better on the apps and that kind of thing. I bring in other experts for that because it's, it is a part of the process and we can't fully ignore it, but it's absolutely not my expertise in the slightest. Uh, my expertise is supporting a woman from the inside out, is doing that deep inner work and helping her just as you've just beautifully said, it is about self-acceptance. It's about self-compassion, self-forgiveness, and the importance of really deeply getting to know, love, and accept yourself so that you can allow somebody else to do that for you too. And, and even, even move into a place of believing that you are worthy of that kind of love and acceptance and compassion. But we, it's almost impossible to believe that somebody else could bring that to you if you haven't been able to develop the capacity to do that for yourself. So my work is very much about essentially reintroducing a woman to herself and beginning that very exciting journey of, of self-rediscovery and really deep self-ownership. Uh, because, you know, all that you spoke to this, this, and I've had, I've had clients with ADHD, uh, both already in relationship and single looking to call in their person. And regardless of their relationship status, the work is developing a more intimate relationship with themselves a more vulnerable and honest relationship with themselves so that they have the confidence to communicate to the other half or the person they're on a date with their truth and to be able to share themselves openly and honestly and have the other person understand them or help the other person to understand where they're coming from. 
Because at the end of the day, when we fall in love with somebody, we're falling in love with their hearts. We're falling in love with their soul. It's very easy to identify yourself or label yourself as having a problem. It doesn't matter with my clients, you know, whether it's we're speaking to ADHD here, but I've got quite single clients who have cancer. I have single clients who uh, are have huge financial problems. I have single clients that have several children or they're living with a disability of some description. And the work is to help them fully accept and love who they are because you are not your disability. You are not your debt. You are not your children. You, you're not your job. You aren't your limitations. You are this beautiful spiritual being here having this human experience And so is your partner. So is the person that you want to love and be loved by. They are also having their own experience and they are by no means perfect. We all are beautifully imperfect. And so the the transformational coaching work I'm doing is, is helping a woman to really reconnect with her truth and own that and be able to communicate that. Mm, yeah and it's it's so powerful to hear that isn't it because very often with ADHD is that we hone in on all the weaknesses Hmm. and we just notice and I get this a lot with my clients that they come in and I'm like well tell me a little bit about yourself and for sort of 10 minutes or so they'll just tell me about all the stuff they believe they're not good at or they believe that it's their shortfallings or their weaknesses and then I'll say, okay, well, tell me about what you do, like it's your job. And like so many of them are like working in these amazing careers and have got children and beautiful houses. And they are struggling internally with all of this negative self-talk. And it's they find it really hard to distance themselves from the things, the perceived things that they're not good at. So it's like, well, I'm really anxious all the time, or I get really overwhelmed and I can't cope very well unless my husband's home, or when my husband goes away and I'm at home and I feel like I can't cope. And that is their story. But then when, I guess, you know, if you're single, you've got that story and you haven't got anyone there kind of boosting you and giving you that that cheerleading, it's very, very hard to take yourself out of that. And that's why I, you know, I love coaching because, someone else is reflecting things back that you might not have heard yourself and and what I see a lot of and know a lot of is that can really impact a relationship in with especially with ADHD is something I don't know if you've heard of it called rejection sensitivity dysphoria because RSD and it's something that's very powerful with ADHD that unless you're aware of it you just believe you're one of those people that is really hypersensitive and you always like pick up the wrong thing from what someone says or you believe that someone's about to reject you you know you're about to get fired you're about to get dumped you're always working on the back foot and this sort of like hyper vigilance of someone's gonna someone's gonna get rid of me someone's gonna reject me and it's a very hard exhausting place to live and I know that can have an impact on relationships but I think when you have that awareness that the RSD is there and you can almost differentiate your personality from that kind of like, oh, there it is. You know, he's not replied to my text or the blue ticks are there, but he's not responded. And straight away, our brains kind of go down that whole rabbit hole of, you know, like he's not interested. He doesn't want me. He's found out about all my flaws, but it's coming back. And it it is 100% this kind of the coaching of changing the way our brains, where they automatically have gone all these years and actually thinking, well, 
he's might maybe he's at work or maybe he's driving or maybe he's with his yeah. kids <laughs> yes exactly exactly and you know not to diminish what you're saying about somebody with ADHD i just feel like maybe this is important to share that all of my clients i've had a handful with ADHD all of my clients present with exactly what you've just said if i ask them to describe themselves and share themselves with me they will all begin with what's wrong, what's not working, what they perceive their blocks to be, what they know their self-sabotage is, what they feel like they can't have, what their problems are. That, that's the default. It's, it's sort of where they begin. And not least, they're speaking mm. to a coach. So, of course, they're <laughs> going to bring, they, they want to bring their stuff because that's, and you said it so beautifully. I mean, this is what's so gorgeous about a coaching container is it is a space for somebody to come in and be really witnessed to be really fully seen and heard and held and unconditionally loved and supported. Like within that space, so much healing and transformation can occur. But I think it's so important to remember that, yeah, we're, you know, we're speaking to people with ADHD right now. And you're no different to other women who have their stuff. And you are. We've all got our uniqueness. We've all got our stuff. We Essentially, I, I kind of blanket it with we, we all have our humanness you know underneath that we are all I really believe we are all spiritual beings here having a human experience and our work every single day is to remember the truth of us as being here having that experience that every challenge we have no matter what it is it, it's an invitation to go deeper into your self-knowing into your self-acceptance into your self-compassion for every single one of us We've just got our different challenges. And the only way to a healthy relationship is that full self-ownership and acknowledgement and being able to confidently share that with your person, that mm. open, honest communication. Yeah. We just need to have more awareness so we can do that work. Then we can move forward, whether it's our career, whether it's our relationships, whether it's having children, like there's so many different chapters in our lives and just calling in and, you know, a partner and finding a partner that's right for us is just another thing is maybe set, you can't do this, you can't set up a business without, you know, you and I probably on the same track is like, the, it's it's the energy, it's the energetic work that you have to do before. So you yeah. can't call in a, a partner if you're still self-critical and hating yourself and talking badly. Well, I mean, you, you can, Okay. But right, you can call somebody in, but you're going to be calling in your vibrational match. Mm. So, you know, if you are speaking to yourself critically and you're not loving yourself and you don't trust yourself, you're just going to be attracting in a relationship that is full of that. Mm. You know, so and and I don't I've never met a woman who doesn't want her next relationship to be better than the one before. Like even if the one before was pretty darn good, we always want the up level. We were designed to desire more and to feel better. So the work is absolutely the preparation. And the preparation is energetic. It is about becoming the vibrational match to what you're calling in. And it's important to remember it's not about being perfect because none of us are, right? And I mean, my own experience was I did, a, you know, I was eight years single parenting, I did a lot of deep healing and transformational work to prepare to call in my match, which is James, and we're now married. 
Mm. So how, if someone's listening to this now and they're saying, hey, well, what's the process? Like, how do yeah. I do this? Like, how do I, how do I vibrationally sort of level myself so I can, and especially if they've gone through a tough time, the chances are they will have gone to have a diagnosis because they've met challenges, whether it's, you know, a relationship breakdown, whether it's just emotionally and mentally not feeling right at all. Like it would have led to them. You know, there's no, you don't go for a diagnosis like this if things are fine. Right. So they're now yeah. at this stage where they, they've got some answers. And But it's kind of like, okay, now what? I want to move forward. I want to evolve. What are the next stages? Mm. Now, I'm really glad you brought that up again because I think that is so important to address this piece of, like you said, a lot of your clients, they find themselves single and then they get the diagnosis. And that's like, that's just double, you know, stab in the heart, isn't it? There's like the end of a relationship. Oh, and then you find out perhaps a lot of the reasons for the relationship not going the way it, for it going the way it went was perhaps because of something that was undiagnosed. One of the most important steps, because when you're talking about becoming the vibrational match, essentially, the vibration is how you're feeling. Your feeling is everything. And so the first step is actually to really allow yourself, which is very brave, is allowing yourself to really feel the feelings around the diagnosis, around the impact it's had historically, around the fear it brings up going forward and so on. Like really fully acknowledging it and not allowing your, because we've all got these highly sophisticated coping mechanisms to avoid having to feel pain, to avoid feeling grief or guilt or hurt, sadness, whatever it is, anger. We don't want to feel that stuff. It's horrible. And largely so many of us haven't even been shown how to process big emotions like that. And so what do we do? We reach for a drink or a Netflix box set or we overwork or we gamble or we shop online or whatever our thing is that we do to distract ourselves. And actually, we don't even have the relationship anymore to distract ourselves within because sometimes just focusing your attention on somebody else is a distraction. So one of the first steps is that full allowing of all the feelings that come up when you are receiving a diagnosis like that, all the feelings. And, and for all of my clients, you know, they're, they're having to feel the pain of perhaps their partner left them for somebody else, cheated on them, or they don't un suddenly ghosted and don't understand the rejection. That rejection piece is awful. It's feeling that because feeling is healing. And, and the more you can allow yourself to feel those feelings and move through them, you are deepening your relationship with yourself. You're not in avoidance You're, because by acknowledging how you really feel is really accepting all of you, the light and the dark. Mm. That's a really important first step in the process. I think we do suppress a lot and it is much easier to just kind of push things aside. And especially I, I see, I do see this a lot with masking, masking our feelings, you know, especially yeah. with women um, and, and ADHD is that we've spent a lifetime of masking, masking the challenges, masking the, the feelings, the, the, all the things that we think we should have been better at and, and pushing it down. And then we get this opportunity to actually, we can either go there if we want to, or we just go like, no, we're going to lock that back in the box again. Yeah. And I, 
I definitely know how easy it is to just, you know, oh, suppress. It's absolutely. it's the easier <laughs> Oh my gosh, a glass of wine and Netflix is easier. Yeah. But ultimately it's not, right? And most of us want the next relationship to be emotionally available. We want our partner to be emotionally communicative and vulnerable. We want to be able to be like that. But how on earth can we expect to have a relationship like that if we don't know how to be emotionally available to ourselves first. So living in a busy household where I'm constantly switching tasks, which we all know isn't that easy for the ADHD brain, I've recently been using a new tool to help me focus and concentrate while getting my work done. I came across Brain FM after someone else with ADHD recommended it to me, and wow, I'm so glad I discovered it. I'm hooked and I'm using it pretty much every day now for various situations. Brain FM has access to over a thousand tracks across a wide range of different music genres and nature soundscapes, all specifically designed to help you focus, sleep, relax and meditate. I've recently used the different soundscapes to relax on a plane, train and cab, as well as choosing an hour long relaxed track while having some very much needed reflexology. I've also used it to help me meditate and focus on my breath. And if you are anything like me, I can get easily distracted by outside noises and having the Brain FM app on my phone is a quick option to help me do what I want to do distraction free. But here's the best bit if you're interested in the neuroscience like me. Brain FM has based all their chosen tracks on neuroscience and psychology. So you can discover the perfect music for your brain by personalizing science-based features like neural effect and music complexity. And Brain FM's music is purpose-built to guide your brain into your desired mental state every time, meaning we can change our own neural pathways using Brain FM's chosen tracks. And the focus music is made to help you work better by blending into the background so you can focus distraction free. And trust me, it works. I've been so productive using Brain FM. And this is all the while stimulating the brain with gentle rhythmic pulses in the music that support sustained attention. Now, if this is something that you feel that you need in your life, and trust me, I would not be promoting it if I didn't think it was worthwhile. I've got a discount code for you. So you can head to brain.fm forward slash ADHD women's wellbeing. That's brain.fm forward slash ADHD women's wellbeing. And I've got a code for you, which is ADHD women's wellbeing. You can start your free trial straight away. And then you get the discount when they charge you. All the details I will put on my show notes. So if you go to brain.fm, ADHD Women's Wellbeing, and use the coupon code ADHD Women's Wellbeing. So what's funny is that I had a client today and we were talking about her relationship that she's in. She was in a good relationship. And it's her husband's second marriage. And she said that anytime they have a conversation that's a communication she can see him shifting a bit getting a bit nervous because I think he feels that if any form of like communication means that there's a breakdown but I was explaining to her that especially since my own diagnosis that my communication with my husband is like the most important thing because yeah. he needs to understand when things are unraveling in my head when the anxiety is building up when I'm feeling overwhelmed when 
I am so up in my head and like there's so much going on and he instead it could probably end up in an argument but I've learned now that the most important thing is if I say to him like I just need to speak to you because I just need to externalize what's going on and I was saying this to my client I said the power of externalizing and being vulnerable we think that it's easier to just say I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine but actually I've learned now from experience that if I say to him I'm really anxious about x y and z there's this going on with the kids that going on with work I don't know how I'm going to fit it all in and we're meant to be here on this evening and get a babysitter for that night I was like I just can't do it all and I think if beforehand if I hadn't had this diagnosis I probably would have just felt like I'm weak. Like, what's wrong with me? I should be coping. Like, the women are dealing with all of these, you know, pressures. Why can't I deal with it? But his understanding of how my brain works now, he gets it. He goes, okay, I know that she's easily overwhelmed. I know that anxiety is her predisposition. And he also knows that if I can externalize what's going on, our communication and our level of understanding is better. So I think there's women probably are scared to, to be vulnerable early on in a relationship and Absolutely. Maybe explain themselves. And maybe if they gave themselves an opportunity to talk about their weaknesses early on, I don't know, you're the dating expert, mm. but I wonder if that would be helpful. <laughs> yeah, well, I really hear you and you bring up a really valid point. You know, it's such a self-responsibility piece. I take responsibility for me and what's going on in my mind and how I'm feeling. And I, I work with it to a point. And then because I'm in a relationship and thank God for this, because it's so helpful that he's so, he's just solid and, and understands and will listen. And he knows my stuff and I'm far from perfect. And he, he holds space for me and I can go to him and say, look, this probably isn't going to come out great. I don't really know how to verbalize what I need to verbalize right now, but here's what I'm feeling. This is what I'm working through at the minute. I might have to ask for his patience. I might have to ask for his support or his help. It's, you know, it's awkward before it's elegant, this kind of, this communicating with our other halves, right? Um, sometimes I do great. Sometimes it's a mess. And it's like, how do you do the work you do in the world? Like, really? <laughs> you know, because I'm human. But this piece of bringing yourself vulnerably, I mean, I had to do that with James probably, I guess it was probably date number three, maybe even date number two. It didn't take long before I was being really honest and vulnerable. I very quickly felt safe enough with him to do that. And I think that's an important thing. Like it's not okay to just bare your soul to somebody until you've created some level of trust and there's a process. And, um, and actually my clients that I'm working with in a group environment, quite often the group coaching space is a space for them to practice communicating vulnerably because they haven't learned to do that before so they'll do it with me they do it with the other women in the group and then when I and the group are supporting a woman through her first dates for example sometimes she'll practice saying to us what she needs to say to the guy on the date because she's practicing and sometimes she actually has to allow the date to be a practice ground like she might already intuitively know he's probably not the one forever but he's a good egg and he's a good human and he has capacity and availability and I can practice speaking my truth with him and it feels good and safe for me. You know, like it's a, it's a process that we're all getting better and better at over time. 
Mm. I'd like to think I'd be really good at it in like 10, 15 years. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> learning. I'm very much still a student of this. But uh, yeah, communicating vulnerably is absolutely crucial to any healthy relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it is so powerful, isn't it? Because maybe there's been a lot of conditioning there from a young age. And, and what I see is, is typically, and I'm, again, I'm generalizing quite a lot here, but you probably will have had a parent with ADHD because it's genetic. So it's a very, very high chance, I think like 98% chance that if you've got ADHD it's come from one of your parents and that we now know that we're sort of like the first adult generation that are getting diagnoses as opposed to you know our parents I know listen I'm in my 40s but you know our parents are sort of 60s and 70s they won't have had those diagnoses in an early adult stage so they might be getting them now in their 60s and 70s but they probably would have gone through child rearing and getting married and being an adult without knowing that they had ADHD which comes with lots of layers of complexities and challenges whether it's to do with addiction whether it's to do with emotional regulation mental health very often that depression anxiety so you potentially would have come from a, a family where there, there may be divorce and relationship breakdowns and neglect. And, you know, I know it sounds quite upsetting, but that's the reality. And so unless we make that connection and, and we start thinking, do we want this generation to, to continue like breaking the cycles of now? Again, I'm going to, you know, a woman that's just had a diagnosis and they're having this awareness and they are keen to break the generational cycle. And I think that's what's so powerful is that we may have been brought up with this unworthiness of love and this feeling unlovable and feeling like we we aren't worthy of care and attention. Mm, mm. It's so much to bear. And I think I just want to kind of recognize yeah. that, you know, we, we're looking after kids, we're running having careers and businesses but deep down there's this inner child that just is desperate for some love and affection yes definitely and most of the women I'm working with part of the journey to becoming that vibrational match is the inner child work it absolutely is about honoring that part of you and because for most, for most of us, we've had experiences at certain points in childhood where something happened, something someone said, maybe something someone didn't do had us make meaning of it. And we made it mean something around our lovability or our likability or our enoughness and our worthiness. And, you know, you're speaking to households with ADHD, like in, you know, so the past generation, it wasn't even diagnosed so nobody was managing and handling or communicating about it. And there, it, the behaviors that might have been a little dysfunctional would have been normalized. And the child intuits certain things as being perhaps her fault or that she's too much or not enough or whatever the meaning was made. And for whatever reason, somebody didn't tell her otherwise at that point. I mean, this is, this is a common human experience. Mm. And, and so the work as an adult is to start to understand what the conditioning and the modeling has been to have her believe that she's not worthy, that, that she's not enough, and how to, I'm, you know, I, I help my clients to reparent that little girl mm. and, 
And as you reparent your own inner child, you're integrating your inner child with your adult self so that it's not a part of you that's kind of left out in the cold or left out in the dark and, and becomes that part of you that you don't want to look at because it's that part of you that actually has you behaving like a child, that has you behaving like a victim, like has you behaving, having tantrums. But that's the part of you that's desperately looking to be witnessed and to be seen and heard in a way she never was when she was a little girl. And as we can reparent that part of us, that right there is deepening self-acceptance, self-compassion, self-love, all these pieces that are so important for us to become that vibrational match for someone that accepts us, loves us, has compassion for us. So that is, you know, another part of the inner work. Yeah. And yeah. they don't call it work for nothing because it is work. <laughs> <laughs> it is work. But, you know, I was speaking to somebody earlier today and we were laughing about, well, we were sort of speaking to how terrifying it can feel to embark on a body of work like this because the idea of really getting to know yourself can feel very scary. And, you know, what on earth is going to have to change in my life the more in reality I get about who I am and how I'm showing up in the world. But, while it can feel scary, we all know that there's, it's liberating as well. Like on the other side is, is change and growth and you get to be the woman you came here to be. You get to live aligned. You get to feel better, more in charge of yourself and your life, more empowered. So there's obviously plus sides, but equally it could be fun too. Like it's actually fun. You were saying this earlier. It's actually fun getting to know yourself. Yeah. Yeah, like you're it really fun. is. Yeah, you're, I like getting to know me. I quite like me. I think I'm quite fun to be around. I, I really value my big heart. And I, you learn to value these qualities of yourself that you have to in order to even get to a place of believing that somebody else could. Very you know? much so. And then we were talking at the beginning before we came on air that you said that it's about feeling like know how we want to feel whereas very often we typically kind of like we want a guy that can take me here and he's got this job and he looks like that <laughs> what happens when the women that you work with drop those what they believe is, is what they need and start leaning into the feelings what what do you see happen? yeah well well this is this is so crucial to the sort of manifestation so one of the really fun things that I will do with my clients is ask them to write their man menu because <laughs> just like most of my clients are calling in men um so we call it the man menu and there's three columns and there's the the non-negotiable must-have qualities that they desire in their partner there's the non-negotiable must not have qualities and then there's the nice to have qualities so when I did this my nice to have qualities was a super yacht and <laughs> and a private jet because <laughs> you know I wouldn't say no but it, it wasn't imperative that he had that um, <laughs> and it's really important it's actually while we sort of joke about it and it's a fun exercise it's an important exercise because most women are very attuned with what they don't want and not so clear about what they do want and it takes a little bit of time for them to actually <sighs> marinate in their desires and kind of feel into, oh, what would be really juicy? What kind of relationship would I really like? And right there is a piece for them to be exploring their worthiness of that and, uh, you know, if, if that's even possible for them. And so you would do a little project like that, but then you have to completely surrender it 
and it's like a let go, let God scenario. Because actually, what's really important, and we all know this, what's really important is how you feel when you're with your person. It's not their job title or their income and whether, whether they have no kids or some kids or what their physique is or the color of their hair. It's how do I feel when I'm with you? And so for me, when I was calling in James, it was I feel at home. And actually, that's a really common piece. Like most of the women I'm working with, that's their word as well. I feel at home. And so what does feeling at home feel like? I feel safe, secure, trustworthy, trusting, surrendered, comfortable in my own skin. I can just be me. I feel happy. I feel peaceful. And the invitation then is, and this is part of the work, the invitation is how can you create that experience for yourself in the here and now? You don't have to wait for your person to arrive to feel that way. You can create that now. You can create it in your home environment. You can create it with the friendships you have, with the choices you're making. What practices and activity and just ways of being in the world could you adopt to feel like that today? Because right there is another way to become the vibrational match for who you're calling in. Because if you're already feeling like that, then you're going to attract in somebody that's going to have you feel like that. Mm. Does that does that make that's the that's the energetic match? Yeah. Uh, and the great news is you get to feel great now. So you're only focused. Like we're talking about all this deep inner work and transformation, and there is a place for that, and there's a place for just choosing to feel good today. Yeah. I mean, I love it, and it took me so many years to understand the energetics behind manifesting. Like I just couldn't get it, and then I just—I mean, maybe that's just me. It takes a while for things to click. No, and they I, click I'm and it still clicked. getting it. Like I'm still—I still get these like. Oh, kachunk! Like it's just, yes. I've just got a little bit more. I've just got a little bit more. And I've been teaching this stuff for a decade, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And then I remember that. And I just remember thinking, okay, so I want to feel calm and in control. And I want to feel confident. You know, these are all the things that I wanted to feel. And then slowly but surely, I got the help that I needed. So that was, you know, calm in control I started with my boundaries and making sure that I wasn't saying yes to everything and started culling things from my diary but it's just it's so interesting isn't it to be able to see how this then can move on to someone finding love and finding that I love that at home just like finding home in a person because it is possible yeah it is it is I mean honestly I I still pinch myself that my work as a transformational coach has evolved as it has to now be supporting single women to call in love relationships has been like that's been my biggest pain point for as long as I can remember I've only most of my relationships have been really at the end of the day quite dysfunctional and full of drama and I didn't think it was possible for me to have a healthy relationship and here I am doing that and I think that's incredible because I I remember like it was yesterday I remember telling myself you can't have that Katie it's just not going to happen for you apparently there's something fundamentally flawed in you or you just drew the short straw or you're just not lucky and for whatever reason and I was you know deeply spiritual and I even started to think well you know maybe this is just my spiritual path and I'm I'm meant to be single 
and there'll be a learning from this and there'll be a growth piece in this and I don't understand it yet but this is this is this is what's meant for me and then here I am in a healthy relationship literally I know it sounds so cheesy but if I can do it so can anybody is really (laughs) really what I want to say I mean I really do and then you know we've spoken a lot to midlife women receiving this ADHD diagnosis you know so that later in life and while I can imagine there's just I mean all the feelings that would come up around that we've touched on a lot today I also feel like I want to say and be the reminder that it's a gift as well like the diagnosis is a gift because if we are all spiritual beings here having a human experience we are all here to overcome something we've all got our individual challenges for me the relationships has been a huge one huge Mm. and of course it was so big for me that of course I was meant to go on to teach and coach and support because I was meant to you know go so deep into the pain of it and have such success with it that I could go on to do that um (laughs) sometimes I wish I didn't have to but apparently I did it's it's my journey but we've the gift is you're being invited into a deeper level of knowing and loving yourself. And I think to deal with information like that, that bigger sort of macro spiritual perspective is really important and I think brings a lot of hope and understanding. Mm. I don't know. What do you think about that, Kate? Yeah, listen, I'm very spiritual as well and I, I definitely believe in that. And I hope that people resonate with what you say because it's a very peaceful way of looking at it. Mm. It doesn't negate the challenges. It doesn't negate the pain and the suffering and the sadness that's involved in a lifetime of not understanding yourself. But I do genuinely believe that when we get this diagnosis, it's just awareness where we can help ourselves more and also shine a light on the positives as well. All the cool stuff that the ADHD brings that is just as illuminating because that's when we can recognize okay that's that hyper focus that I do when I go off and and bake like 15 cakes or (laughs) I am an amazing artist or I sit there and I write music or poetry yeah you know this is where okay I'm going to utilize this strength of mine in a way that is going to be like my superpower but I'm going to get help for the stuff that I know I'm not so good at now. Like I understand that organizing the bathroom cupboard or my accounting is just never going to be my forte. So maybe I'm going to outsource that. Maybe I can just accept that this is just not going to be something that I'm going to do myself, but I don't want someone to come in and paint paintings for me. I want to write, do the paintings. I want to do the writing. Yeah. And that level of acceptance for me has been profound because it's just taken that pressure off me the expectations I should be doing it all I should be good at everything and if I'm not good at everything and even like the hyper focus times where I would get really interested in something I used to berate myself because I'd be like well no one else is doing that like no one else has decided to set up a little side hustle like you have or (laughs) you know no one else is suddenly buying you know 10 books on, on this one subject but now I understand that's where my how my brain works. Like I love digesting information. I'm really curious and that's okay. So 
it's just, yeah, just embrace, embrace the positives that you can and nurture yourself for the stuff that's been difficult. Show yourself compassion because, you know, like you say that so many of us have got challenges and so many of us have had to go through things and it looks different to everyone. But the beautiful thing is, is that what you're saying here is that the women that you are working with, they're all facing certain challenges or have faced and they're still coming out the other side finding love oh katie thank you so much for joining me i love this conversation i think a lot of people will find it helpful illuminating i love your spiritual slant um, <laughs> so i just yeah i think it's it it feels very hopeful it does feel hopeful yeah thank you yeah, yeah. it does feel hopeful mm. tell me how people can get in touch with you and find you if they want to work with you oh sure thank you uh so our website is the school of self dot love instagram is the school of self dot love and we run a free five-day experience quite regularly it's called the meet your soulmate challenge and it's oh my goodness it's the most profound week women are getting enormous change and transformation getting up the courage to date some women are already meeting their soulmates in the back of a free five-day experience so yeah i'll give you the link for your show notes to, to yeah. join us on that yeah. When's the when is the next one for that? Uh, the next one, well, at the moment, we're planning for one at the end of June, and then we've got one in November. We've just come off the back of one. We just finished okay. one. Okay, fine, perfect. Mm -hmm. Oh, Katie, thank you so much, and I'm You're sure welcome. we'll speak again. <laughs> thank you for having me, Kate. It was wonderful. So that's today's episode done. Did what we talk about resonate with you? I really hope you found some takeaways that may inspire you to make some small changes that enhance your daily life. And if you did find this episode insightful, please do consider sharing it. Knowledge and awareness is power, especially with ADHD. You can also head over to the show's Instagram page, which is ADHD Women's Wellbeing Pod, and join the community that's waiting for you there. And if this episode really did strike a chord, please do consider leaving us a review to enable more people who need to hear these conversations find the show. Thanks so much for joining me today and see you next time.